This is Southern New Hampshire's home for the Boston Red Sox. Twelve fifty WGAM Manchester WGHM Nashua. I feel a little boogie coming on. What do you think? Touchdown in this game, and it was a one-yard plunge. Yeah, it was good. Uh, you know, it was a great feeling. So it was a great uh, team win. I thought it was a pretty good complimentary football. Defense was playing just so great all day, and uh, offensively made some plays. Just didn't make enough to score. Uh, you know, more points than what we had, but uh, it ended up being enough today. That was a big turnover. Just uh, took points off the board for them in the scoring area and put us on midfield or. How far we ran back to, and then we ended up scoring on that. So uh, that was a big play for us. I just try to give them everything. I'm invested in this team. Like I told my guys before the game, we've been investing in not only in putting in the work that I need to, but investing in my teammates. And right now, we're trying to get our ROI. Return of investment. Come on, return on investment, man. Get your stocks up, baby. Let's go. That's just being competitive, um, you know, as running backs, we're a close group, and you know, we all we all want to uh, do good when we're out there, we all cheer for each other, uh, you know, it's, just, it's a tight family in that running back room, so uh, today it just happened to be me, but you know, the other two guys did a great job as well, and came up huge as well. Like you said, not for granted, and, and I've been in this league, and I've played against these guys, you know, the last you know, four years, and it's just, you know, it's it's nice to be a part of this team, and, and uh, you know, we've got a great Great group of guys here, you know, that just fight every single game, and, and uh, we're going to try to keep doing it. Just to me, it's just a big team win here on the road in December against a really good team and a tough place to play. Uh, you know, so that's what this means to me. The hat's cool and everything, but this was a great team win, and uh, you know, we've got more work to do. Leave him when he's down, man. It's ready. It's ready for you. I'm standing on my own. 
Welcome to another edition of the Stretch Run here on ESPN New Hampshire. I am your host, Jimmy Murphy, Justin Sullivan, working the boards. Hee-haw. <laughs> Hee-haw. Hee-haw. The donkeys proved to be donkeys, not only in their loss to the Patriots yesterday, getting completely dominated, but Mr. Ward. Of course. Had to and his, his complete cheap shot. Then, then, then thinking somehow he had done something good and flexing his muscles. Yes, thank you. Flex those muscles, Wardo. Thanks a lot. As Tom Brady said on WEI today, thank you. It helped us. You want to hear him? Yeah, let, let, let's go to that clip where he talks about Ward's uh, body slam of Julian Edelman. You know, he told me that he thought Julian caught it, so... Seems uh, really, really, really unlikely. You, you got to give him credit. He's got nice biceps, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah, I mean it's they're it's you know they're uh, you know they're a tough, hard nosed team, and they try to play that way. They got a lot of big, physical players. Um, it was very helpful to us. I'll tell you that that was a uh, very helpful play for us in the game. So um, you know, Jules is a tough kid, and was, I thought it was actually. A credit to Julian for not retaliating. I'm sure you know Julian is very quick to, uh, you know, get in the mix of things. So I was just happy he didn't, you know, go back and get a 15-yard penalty and nullify what, you know, TJ did, which, uh, you know, which helped us a lot now, in the game. Now, the beautiful answer by Brady. He's such a <laughs> such a politician already. Of course, you yeah. know he's running for Senate absolutely when he's done. But I love it. It helped us. That's for sure. <laughs> a polite way of saying thank you, you idiot. Like, are you kidding me? What was he thinking doing the flexing the muscles? Like, the cheap shot is one thing, but then to sit there and celebrate, yeah, a donkey. That's a donkey hey, wait, move. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> but there's more from Denver. There is another donkey move today. I'm sure you've seen it, Sully. The tweet by oh, one Emmanuel Sanders. Emmanuel Sanders about his, uh, how his two-year-old could uh, play cover yeah, two, yeah, apparently. Let's, let's, wait a minute. Let's, uh, I was looking for sound, and I was so mad that it was just a tweet. I wish he actually, like, yeah, said why that. why couldn't you say that? I wish you had the, I like, actually had the stones to, like, actually say these yeah. things instead of just, you know, so, coming out and saying this things. This was, uh, Twitter. about four oh. hours ago on his <laughs> Twitter page. If you go there right now, uh, at E Sanders underscore 10, at E Sanders underscore 10, Emmanuel Sanders, wide receiver for the, for the Denver Broncos. You wouldn't know it because he was pretty much invisible yesterday as he was blanketed by Malcolm yeah. Butler. Shut down. Shut down. Um, look, I mean, I, I don't know, you know, how else to say it. And this isn't coming because I told you on Friday how much the, the, the Denver game means to me. Oh, yeah. Hatred. And this isn't <laughs> coming from from that, though. This is just objectively speaking. The Patriots dominated. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, It could have been a lot worse. <laughs> there was There was no question from start to finish who was in control of that yeah. game. Absolutely it no was question. just a textbook win. It was, I mean, Bill Belichick's dream type of win. Oh. Every single thing they must have practiced went right in that game. But anyhow, so Sanders, who I believe had three catches for 41 yards. Yeah, really good game. Okay. Solid. He's supposed to be a borderline Deep elite threat, yeah. receiver in the Take league. Take the top off type. Takes guy. to Twitter four hours ago today. Today. And he says, if you think Malcolm Butler shut me down, Child, please. My two-year-old son, Princeton, can play cover two. Go watch the tape. He know better. <laughs> Keep the street in there, Emmanuel. Love that. Love that. Uh, yeah. You idiot. Like, if I'm Gary Kubiak right now. Exactly. The donkeys prove to be donkeys once again. 
If I'm Gary Kubiak or I'm like a, a captain of that team or a leader, I just grab Warden and Sanders today and I'm like, what are you shut doing? up. What are you doing? Yeah. Like, seriously, just shut up. There's like, more. Win like a pro, lose like a pro. What What do we got now? There's more. I was looking earlier on Deadspin. Uh-huh. And apparently, the, after the game, in the locker room, Gary Kubiak, you know, decided we were going to have uh, someone address the team because they felt that it was a, such a tough loss and they wanted someone to address the team. So they, uh, Russell Okun, who's an offensive lineman, a veteran offensive lineman, he decided that would be the good guy. And Aqib Tlaib and members of the defense said, no, 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 no. You're, you're not a, we're not having you address the team. So now there is a, a, a spat going on in the donkey locker room, offense versus defense, because wow. the offense can't score. So not only do they have guys coming out tweeting and saying things, TJ Ward being an idiot on the field, they now have locker room trouble. They can't even find a guy to address the team after the game. The donkeys game. are unraveling. The oh defending Super Bowl champs exactly. are unraveling at the seams. I mean, I heard people today clamoring, uh, I guess, on Denver radio, Saying we need Peyton Manning back, <laughs> yeah, because Peyton Manning did so much last year. Because he now now he can't he not only can't throw ten yards, he can't throw five yards anymore. Yeah, yeah. It, it's a captain checkdown. What do you need Absolutely. him back for? You run out of Papa John's? <laughs> you hungry or something? Oh like, my God. are you kidding me? What a joke! What a joke! A mess. They're a mess. I, I really, I mean, that, it was it was awesome to watch as a Patriots yeah. fan, but it was not the game I expected. I'll tell you that. I I thought that you get a little more from the Denver Broncos, but. They proved to be donkeys, and, and that's that. And what a big win, 16-3. to uh, The running game, clearly the difference there. The defense Absolutely. stepped up. I mean, I'm not going to discredit, but the running game is what, to me, was a huge difference because Tom Brady didn't have that last year. The offense didn't have that, so it was all about Brady. And, and you remember, it was just so frustrating. Every play was so predictable. You oh, just throw, was, throw, 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 throw. It was throw. Gronk and Edelman, all, all AFC championships. So yeah. now you, just, you don't know which way they're going to go, and the New England Patriots <laughs> are looking like a league above anyone else in the FC. I mean, you know, Oakland, yeah. Yeah, they're, they're, yeah, they're, they're okay. good, but, I mean, they barely beat San Diego. Yeah. <laughs> That's two weeks in a row, right? Yep. I mean, they've struggled. Yeah. So, it's like, I'm sorry. It's always the Patriots. It always ends up this way. Yeah. And especially this defense all, all the now, time. that being said, yeah. do not rest Brady next week. Oh, no. Start Garoppolo no, you, or anything. You, no. you, heard, you seal that top seed. You heard Jones at the end of that last clip. Yeah. There's more work to do. We have more There's work to do. There's plenty of more work They're to do. They're not done. They're not done. And you can tell you by— You get that top seed. By, by post-game stuff and all that and all the quotes. They're, they're not done. It's about the top seed. To me, yesterday, yes, the running game was huge, and they, they featured Dion Lewis, which was nice to see. It was nice yeah. to see him running between the tackles, which I've been clamoring for. I clamored for it last year, and I didn't think they did enough of that last year. You, I, as much as LeGarrette Blunt is a bruising back, Dion Lewis is shifty. You can use him and get a quick six yards just about any time you want if you throw him inside the tackles. But to me, the defense yesterday, Logan Ryan getting a pick, he looked like he was on a whole other level a couple of weeks ago. It looked like he wasn't even on, on this earth. He was horrible. He was horrible. Couldn't, couldn't do anything, really. And to see him now, they moved him to slot. Now he's playing well, and he's, he gets that pick yesterday. And as good as the defense plays, Denver's offense is horrible. It's horrible. Without that running game, without yeah. C.J. I never thought I would say Denver without C.J. Anderson was the biggest factor. The fact that they didn't have a single ounce of a running game, it, it absolutely blew up their whole offense. I mean, 
There's not there's nothing Trevor Simeon can do when he has literally no other option. He's not that type of guy. He's not that type of quarterback. So, no. but the defense played good, and it's good to see that they're all kind of clicking at the right time. They are, and that was the type, like you said, Bill Belichick. That's that type of game that they want. They want to win. They can win pretty, and they can win ugly. When you can do both of those, how are you going to stop them? What are you going to do? What are you going to do to are, stop them? They have gelled, and you know we can sit here and question the Collins move. The sheer right now, you know, but once again, <laughs> it comes up, Bill. It comes up, Bill. It always comes up, Bill. He was right. I mean, it's just, it's amazing. And that's, that's just the way it goes. And, and, you know, like I said, they are leagues above. And you hear Brady talking about Edelman keeping his cool there. Uh, I don't know if you watch Sunday Night Football. I mean, Jameis Winston was a complete opposite. Oh, yeah. Lost it. Headbutting a guy. <laughs> Like right in front of the ref, looking like he was looking like he was back at Florida State again. He looked like he had matured a couple. He looked like he yeah. had gotten better and he matured and twenty, now, you know, matured did, twenty did, or did two. Did he go into any dormitory no, cafeterias and get that's up what, on a uh, that's what I'm saying. He table looks, and he just toss reverted out his back to yet. he no. reverted back to being an 18 year old kid again. And yeah, decided all right. Clearly, you know, is not. I'm grown just going to headbutt someone. Yeah, that'll go over well. Like, yeah. what are you doing? So dude? there you go. That, that's that's what I mean when there's the Patriots and, and there's, there's every, the rest of the NFL. Everyone else and there's everyone else. And I, I'm including the NFC in that in that statement there. There is the Patriots, and then there's everyone else. And listen, I know you're used to it, Patriots fans. I know it's like, yeah, you know, division championships eh, don't mean as much. No big deal. You don't understand what you're witnessing if that's the attitude you have. Eight straight division championships, <laughs> 15 out of the last 16. <sighs> I'm so glad I was born in this era. Okay. <laughs> Think about that. Do you know in that span, the Buffalo Bills have not only not won a division, they haven't made the playoffs since 1999. Uh, okay, the Miami, the Miami Dolphins ha- have not won that division. All right? I heard a stat today. I forget the number of 12-win seasons now during that span for the Patriots. I forget what it is, but I'll look it up. But, they're, you know, it, it's over like, Seven or eight that they yeah. have, right? And you look at other teams' history. Some teams don't have that one yeah. 12-game win season, 12-win <laughs> season in their history. Yeah. Forget about just in this span right now. We're so spoiled sometimes. People forget. People, and, and it's starting to hit me the last couple of years. People don't realize what Tom, who Tom Brady, like, you, we know that he's the greatest quarterback to ever live. But now we're seeing it, and we're towards the end of the career. I'm really starting to appreciate it because life without Tom Brady might not – it's not going to be the same. It's just not. To yeah. see the, the, the dynasty, the consistency, the winning around this team, if you, if you can't see that – and I caught myself doing it last night. I was like, oh, AFC Championship, cool. But then I thought about it. I'm like, really? Like, the Miami Dolphins, how many quarterbacks have they gone through? The Buffalo Bills, how many quarterbacks have they gone through? You've gone through one. You've had one, and he's the greatest to ever. He's the greatest. Not counting the year he missed. Yeah, you know he's the he's the greatest quarterback to ever play right now. If he wins again, it's solidified. You could argue it now, but he wins the Super Bowl this year. There's no question, and and he's on your team, and you've had this the success and the winning. One, two, three, four, five, Ugh. six, seven. Like you've had one quarterback. You've eight. you've you've had one quarterback. You've only had to deal with one guy, and he's been the best thing that's happened to this area. No question about it. 11, 12 or more win seasons since 2001. Unreal. Like, that's 
That's un- that doesn't that hasn't happened. That doesn't happen. You, people don't understand in any sport, that. That doesn't happen in pro sport, and it, especially it in a sport happen, that has know? this much parity. Oh, of course. That I mean, and that is why the Flategate happened. That is why absolutely, you know, no Goodell question. and the owners are after them because they they want to stop the reign of the Patriots. They want to stop this, but they can't. It can't be stopped. And the the, the greatest the thing Patriot is, machine cannot oh, be stopped. The greatest thing about it to me too is that. They, 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 they don't let you feel that, though. That's the thing. Is like I, I want to sit here and go, wow, they're so fantastic. But they've instilled and they drilled it's, it into the yeah, fans. It's business-like. It's business. There's more However, to do. There's more you, wins to surpri- have. You'd be surprised, though. So I'm watching a game with my buddy Matt Scully. Yeah. And he works for the Patriots. And he works in uh, finance and sales. And he actually has the unfortunate job of overseeing all the seasonal sales of merchandise and everything <laughs> yeah. and making sure all yeah, the yeah. numbers are in. And yes. All the customer service is working well. So I'm like, oh, those things must not. He's like, because, so he's sitting there and, you know, the, the Patriots win and he immediately gets an email and he's like, oh, bleep. Yeah. And I'm like, what? And he's like, oh, I got to deal with all the division championship <laughs> merchandise now. And I'm like, dude, people really still care about that? And he's like, oh, you'd be surprised. How many people buy those things? No, no. Yeah. He's like, you have this group. And he said, these freaks who collect every single one. <laughs> And it's it's more important to get the division one and the Super Bowl one yeah. to them because they have every single one, so yeah. they have to get the next one. And like we know them by name, <laughs> like, they, they, they were like, it's "Hey, man, big, how you doing?" Yeah, it's it's the division guy. <laughs> <laughs> I need another one. I need about twenty we did of those it again, boy. Like, oh, I just you know they. I they, was surprised. He's like, no, this sort of like he called it the division championship cult. Yeah, the cult. Yeah, it's like the cult follower. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I, when I worked at Dick's, the same thing is people would come in for the AFC Championship gear after they won. And I'm like, why? Why are you jinxing them? Why are yeah, you buying this? Yeah. Don't buy this. See, in my Wait childhood, you'd go nuts over oh, that. Of course, right? Yeah, I, I still that. have like my, uh, you know, '86 Red Sox American League champion. Yeah, yeah. Because you knew they were going to choke eventually. Yeah, but yeah, you, you had to get it though. <laughs> yeah. I'm sitting there looking at these idiots like, what are you buying this for? You're yeah. going to jinx them. Don't buy it. But to to see the winning and like I said, they drill it into you, and I'm so. You know, I'm so robotic to it now. It's like, well, there's more to do. AFC Championship's not, you know, the East Championship is nice, but there's more to do. There's more wins to happen. Yeah. I'm so, you know, drilled into you that it's it's not just about the winning. It's about winning multiple times. It's not just one year. It's yeah. about all the years. It's, it's, about, it's, it's awesome. a dynasty. It's amazing. You know? It's amazing what we're witnessing here. We're lucky to, to be around for it as a sports <laughs> fan in New England. Uh, we've got a great show, and obviously we'll have that game covered for you. Uh, in our next segment, it's still going to be Sully and I, so if you want to join in on a conversation, and I can tell you how to get maybe a discount on the division championship shirt. Mm. Uh, you know, I know because it's so special. To I like that. Uh, but actually, you know what it is? Hey, good for you if you collect them, whatever. Um, we've got that covered. Sully and I, next segment, 603-883-9900. 603-883-9900. Uh, we've got a great show in store at 340. We're going to talk some Bruins. Big win for them over the Kings the other day. Yesterday, actually, in the afternoon, a matinee, one nothing over the Kings. We will talk to Mick Collagio, New Bedford Standard Times, about that. 405, we're going to welcome on our man John Serenades of XNOJoe.com. Uh, 425, Cole Wright. 440, talk some Celtics with Chris Forsberg, ESPN Boston. And at 525, we'll talk to our man Gabriel Morenci, go over the weekend picks. He did pretty well. And we'll get him to break down Monday Night Football and some college bowl games for you. So stay with us here. And, oh, before we go to break, <laughs> this goes out to T.J. Ward and Emmanuel Sims. Love it. Donkeys. 
We'll be back here on the Stretch Run on ESPN New Hampshire. Santa's got a little friend, his name is Dominic. The cutest little donkey, you never see him kick. When Santa visits his paisans with Dominic, he'll be. Because the reindeer cannot climb the hills of Italy. Hey, jingity jing, it's Dominic the donkey. Jingity jing, the Italian Christmas donkey. La, 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 la. Around his feet and presents on the sled. Hey, look at the maze derby on top of Dominic's head. A pair of shoes for Louie and a dress for Josephine. The label on the inside says they're made in Brooklyn. Hey, jingity jing, it's Dominic the donkey. Jingity jing, the Italian Christmas donkey. La 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 la. You're listening to The Stretch Run with Jimmy Murphy, right here on ESPN, New Hampshire. Christian and King. One game? Yeah, one game was ridiculous. One? It was ridiculous. You got ripped when you gave Ray Rice two. two. And now you're going to give this guy one? Yeah, no. It's just, and What's this guy? Yeah, this guy's really bad. Josh Brown's ex-wife told police of over 20 physically violent yes. instances. Police were called on multiple occasions to the Browns' residence in Washington State, St. Louis, and New Jersey over the years. Jeez, three states. Come on. Weekdays, noon to three on ESPN New Hampshire Radio and streaming live on ESPNNHradio.com. Which is worse, a trip to the hospital or the fees and bills that come with it? At the Bedford Ambulatory Surgical Center, they provide a comfortable and friendly environment while offering high-quality imaging for open MRI and low-dose CAT scans and ultrasounds, all at an affordable price. Their modern technology allows for accurate diagnosis while ensuring complete patient comfort and safety. For more information or to set up an appointment, please call 603-622-3670 or visit bedfordsurgical.com or baskimaging.com. It doesn't have to be golf season to enjoy everything the Atkinson Resort and Country Club has to offer. Open to the public seven days a week, Atkinson Resort and Country Club features two restaurants, Merrill's Tavern, a great place to watch sports or to try your hand at virtual indoor golf, and the Stagecoach Grill, serving lunch and dinner daily. The Atkinson Resort and Country Club is also one of New England's highest rated wedding venues and boasts over 15,000 square feet of conference space. The Atkinson Resort and Country Club in Atkinson, New Hampshire, online at atkinsonresort.com. The year-end holiday event is going on now at North End Subaru in Lunenburg. From now until January 3rd, get 0% financing for 63 months on select Subaru models. Make no payments until March and get a $250 gift card just in time for the holidays. Legacy, Impreza, Forester, Outback, over 350 vehicles in stock. You're one click away from great holiday savings at BuyNorthEndSubaru.com. See Peter Rigoda, BuyNorthEndSubaru.com for details. Offer ends January 3rd. 
If a disaster ever struck your home or business, would you know who to call? Make Peniel Environmental your first choice in disaster restoration. Peniel provides comprehensive fire, water, mold, and asbestos remediation services and are family-owned and operated. They clean up and restore every square inch of damage so that it's better than new once they are finished. Plus, Peniel works with all insurance companies and provides the industry's best warranty. For a free consultation, please call 885-317-8236 or visit PenielENV.com. Outdoor Almanac, brought to you by New Hampshire Fish and Games Wildlife Journal. With firearm season here, it's time to address a couple of misconceptions. First is that if you make it back after a day in the woods of hunting, consider yourself lucky. Truth is, national surveys show more people are injured playing tennis, golf, and bowling than injured while hunting. As a matter of fact, New Hampshire has an enviable record. The second misconception is that during deer season, it's not safe to walk down the road or in the woods behind your house. Not true sportsmen and women know what their targets are and what's behind them before they ever raise their firearm or draw the bow. A little common sense from non-hunters will allow them to enjoy the outdoors this time of year, like the hunters do. Just don't wear clothing which is colored brown or white. Wear an article of hunter orange and walk and talk like you ordinarily would. And there's no reason why hunters and non-hunters alike can't share the woods. Outdoor Almanac is brought to you by New Hampshire Fish and Game's Wildlife Journal, the magazine for people with outside interests. Hi, I'm Johnny Erickson Tata. Sometimes people make assumptions about what someone with a disability can or cannot do. For 15-year-old Katrin, who has cerebral palsy, her disability leaves her unable to speak or move. But Katrin can see and hear. So it's a little awkward when people are standing around her and talking about her. But instead of Katrin and her family brushing others off, they attached a sign to her wheelchair that says, Hi, I'm Katrin. I hear and understand everything you say, but I cannot speak. I can answer questions using yes or no, so please ask me if I need my communication board. Thanks for talking with me. <laughs> By showing people how to communicate with her, Katrin is helping change attitudes and is building relationships. When it comes to connecting with someone who has a disability, it just takes a little communication and a little understanding. For our troops and their families, the military is more than a career. It's a journey, and every step along the way, the USO is this. An experience that that soldier will never forget. That's what the USO does. From the time they join to the time they transition out of the military, the USO is there, offering programs and support along the way. It's way more than a free phone call for us. It's that opportunity to stay mom, and the USO makes it all possible. Be a part of their journey. Learn more today at USO.org. Text the show from our new text line at 845-827-1250. Scrappy game uh, going into it. 
I know Isaiah's not a dirty player. He didn't try to hurt him. I'm just happy he's okay and not doesn't have a broken nose or anything. Colin Miller's Rashad scored! Jimmy Hayes creating a screen in front. And the Bruins are on top. And the way Hayes reacted, he might have got a piece of that. It was hard to tell. I just try to give him everything. I'm invested in his team. Like I told my guys before the game, we've been investing in not only in putting in the work that I need to, but investing in my teammates. And right now, we're trying to get our ROI. What's up? Return of investment. Come on, return on investment, man. <laughs> get your stocks up, baby. Let's go. Oh, you got to love the black unicorn there. Martellus Bennett. Man, he's such a great quote. Love listening to him philosophize. Get your stocks up, man. Yeah, get your stocks up. Ice up, son. I, I hit a, I, yeah, speaking of stuff, I hit a future bet with that division championship. Wasn't much because they were odds-on heavy favorites to win the division. But, uh, you know, it is what it is. And uh, So, yeah, Pats, another division I'm championship. The Black Unicorn. <laughs> great, great game for them in Denver. Big win. The Jets are up next. Christmas Eve day. Foxborough. Uh, we will get into more of that. We're going to bounce it around now, talk whatever you want here on the stretch run. ESPN New Hampshire, Jimmy Murphy, Justin Sullivan, 603-883-9900. 603-883-9900 is the number. Call up, whatever you want to talk about. I got a couple things I want to toss at you in a sec, Justin. But before I do it, you know, I was thinking, Justin, let, let's try using that text line today. What's the text number? Do we know? Yeah, 827-1250, I believe. 827-1250. Yeah, give it a shot. All right, shoot us a text, 827-1250. Now, I'm thinking at some point, maybe, when we have time, we should put it so I can see the text over here somehow. Because hmm. that's too much for you going on, I think. Well, what you could do for is— For our listeners that don't know, Justin does a lot more than just talk. He's, <laughs> he's multitasking like you wouldn't believe— so I, I'm trying to take a little off his plate here. What you could do is you could go on there, and if you pull up, uh, well. You can't say it over there, but, yeah, you pull up the, the website <laughs> or something. No, well, yeah, you could go and you could log into the. And I could get the feed? You could get the feed through that, yeah. Okay, so that's what we'll do. I'll learn to do that because we should start doing that. We'll start using the text. The text line, yeah. Because uh, I saw, you know what, uh, Christian gets a lot of those. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So we should start doing it. He's good at it, you know. And I figure, hey, I'll take a little off your plate, and we'll uh, sure. we'll work in some text Not going forward here on the show. A uh, couple things I want to uh, touch on with you, Sully. One college football related, and the other two are hockey related. Uh, hmm. Where do you want to start? Uh, you can go to the college football one because I know where you're going with this. Where do you think <laughs> I'm going, my Christian friend? Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> and of course, uh, Fournette. Yes, Fournette. Fournette. Yes. Now you, as we were saying off the air. You are all for this. You agree with the players doing this. Well, I, okay. I, I, and I thought about it this weekend too. I'm not, I don't support them not going, but I can understand where they are coming from, mm -hmm. especially Leonard Fournette. Leonard Fournette is projected to be a top five pick. Mm -hmm. He's looking at a check here. He's looking at a legitimate check here. And for someone like Leonard Fournette, who's brought a ton of money to LSU, he's brought all this money to LSU. He's been a great player there. I get where he's looking at, especially because he's had injury issues in the past. Same with Christian McCaffrey. McCaffrey's mm -hmm. had injury issues, and they're both looking at it like, we're about to get paid. Yeah. I haven't gotten paid yet. I'm a great player. 
I've got all this money for both my universities. It's now my turn. So I can see where they're coming at. Absolutely 100% most selfish thing you could ever do, leaving your team out to dry. 100% agree with you. Horrible. Okay. That, that, when you understand that. that. That part, yeah, absolutely. But I, can, I can't, especially Leonard Fournette, I can't fault him for saying, you know what, uh, screw you. I'm, I, I'm about to make a check here, okay. a legitimate check, because okay. he's going to be drafted probably where Ezekiel was drafted, fourth in, the, fourth I, in draft. I see where you're thinking. You know? But my, my question to you is, then why not play? Why play the whole season? Oh yeah, yeah. That's a, well. That's a whole. Nother I mean, to it, you know, any game he can go out there. I get that, yeah. and he can blow his knee out. I get that. Any. So, my my thing is, if you started this season you well with your it. team, yeah. you finish it with your team. I'm just looking at. He's probably get that thing. He's probably going to get thirty and, touches. And, and, and furthermore, I'm I, I'm rest, sure you know? it's not necessarily. A large percentage of that being the player. This is obviously agent driven. No, yeah, he's got he's got a family driven. He's absolutely he's got a he's got a pack. It's just like Rob Gronkowski. How many but, times? But have let me issues with let that, me let know? me just let me just go through this. So, uh, Jevion Clowney played in his last bowl game. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Eric Fisher played in his last bowl game. Andrew Luck played in his last bowl game. Yes. Cam Newton played in his last bowl game. Sam Bradford, Matthew Stafford. I'm going down the list of number one picks here. Hmm. Jake Long, Jamarcus Russell, whatever happened to him? Yeah, he fell off. Mario Williams, Alex Smith, Eli Manning, Carson Palmer, I can understand because it was a national championship game. But other than Carson Palmer, since 2003, they've all played in bowl games. Yeah. So I I just don't, like, this is going to get out of control. Oh, yeah. No, I get that. This is this is unprecedented. Yes, this is the yes. This is. The, <laughs> Did you get me there? I like that. Well done, well done there. Throwing a little jab at Mr. Trump there. I like that. No, I I completely understand what you're saying, and it's I I 100 admit it's truly a selfish thing. But when I am a Leonard Fournette, a Christian McCaffrey, where I'm about to make a legitimate check here, a real check, and I've brought all this success to my team before. And I'm looking at it, looking around, going, "What bowl are we even playing in? What are we even okay. playing in?" You know. So this, not that this isn't selfish. Yeah. But in terms of not looking selfish, here's what I'd do if I was them. Yeah. Fake an injury. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't so you, don't you announce still go it. to the yeah. game. You, the day before the game, you fake an injury. That's it. Call it. Yeah. And, call but it. you're you're sitting there on the sideline with your teammates. Yeah, I got you. Like, that's all. Yeah, it there's does, ways it, around it. You it don't looks, have to come out and declare. Horrible. Yes, it looks yeah. it looks disgusting that both of them have come out and, and, said, and I'm that's not that's again where I blame the agents. Yeah. And, and we see this so much with it's you know dumb tweets like Sanders and all. Like these agents make so much damn money. Yeah. Right. And a lot of times I don't see them doing their job. Yeah, that's all. Their job that's is making to, it worse for them, to control you know? the message that their client sends yeah. to the public to control their PR rep. Right. You're doing a horrible job controlling your your, your, your client's rep right worse. now. It looks horrible on you. Right. It looks 100% selfish. And I, I 100% admit to that. You now, know? if I'm a coach yeah. of a team that owns the number one pick or whatever pick I might be picking these guys at right now, I'm sorry. In the back of my head, I'm wondering, okay, so can I trust this yeah, guy? Exactly. I mean, what if our season's over and it's, you know, we're, you we've missed the playoffs. Too? Is he going to pack it in then too? Yeah. Is he going to go out in public – and say, I'm not playing the last two games because we're not in contention? Yeah. See, that's where it's going to go bad. It, lo- it just, it looks, all of it's bad. It all looks bad, but I can see w- and, why, if if it's really coming from them, I can see why they're doing well, it. It's really coming from One them. of our guests today, uh, X and O Joe, uh, John Serenades, he tweeted earlier about Ooh. this, and I retweeted him, and he, uh, excuse me, 
he said, uh, he did spell precedent right. He said, sorry, <laughs> but I think Fournette and McCaffrey are selfish and setting a bad precedent. And then he also said, unbelievable. No wonder our kids grow up spoiled and entitled. The concept of team is dead. It's all about the individual hmm. now. I, I can see I can see the whole millennial aspect to it, too. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. You know, but that... Sadly, that is the reality of it. That, that I know that now they have they control and they have the control here. And I don't, you know, I don't blame them for wanting some control on this because in the NFL, your your lifespan is not that long. How many how many running backs have we seen taken top five that haven't panned out? You know how many how many terrible guys have come out and and been world beaters in college and come out and had one injury and they don't play and they don't get any money. They don't make anything. You know, so I could see where the players are coming from and saying, you know, I I have a chance here to make some serious money. Let me. Let me think about it for myself for a second. But at the same time, it's 100% selfish. It's 100% selfish, and it looks terrible. And like you said, the agent's clearly not doing his job. If Now all over the press, all that's going to be talked about leading up to the draft is how they didn't play in their bowl game. Not just skip the combine. It's not about the combine. They're literally not playing in their last game. Right. It's, uh, I don't know what to do. You know, I, I just, I, I understand where they're coming, but I just, it, it doesn't look good. It looks and horrible. I wonder if college hockey is going to, Who's going to step in here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I, I call it college football. Excuse I mean, me. They, they might, they should. I mean, if they're really thinking about it, they should. But at the same time, we were talking about it, and Christian King, they were talking about it in the second to last segment about how these, how many bowl games do we need? How many of these horrible bowl games do we need? How many Miami Beach bowls and and you name it are, are going to be on the the? Uh, there's another one on this tonight too in Miami. It's just like waste of time. Like six and six teams. Like the the NH, NCAA makes so much money off of these games, off of these these. Terrible games that don't need to be up there. How many bowl games do we need? So at the same time, I see where they're coming from saying, all right, you guys are making a ton of money off me, and I've gotten nothing from this. Now it's my turn to make money. I get them from that perspective, but it's 100% selfish. It's, it's bad on all ends of this. Yeah, you know? it just has a bad feel to it. Anyhow, my next topic is, I don't know if you saw this, and I should have sent you the clip earlier, but uh, Carrie Price, see what happened Friday? I heard about it, but I Against me. the uh, Sharks. Okay, so... Montreal's at home at the Bell Center. Price is in net, arguably the best goalie in the world. Um, you know, the the foundation of that Habs team. And so he's in net. They go down 3 nothing. They're getting embarrassed at home. Then it's 4 nothing. And halfway through the second period, after the fourth goal, Michelle Terry and the oh, head coach pulled yeah. pulls Carey Price. As Price is skating off and he gets to the bench... First of all, he skates right by the backup coming in, where usually it's customary he's going to give the backup a tap on the yeah. pads and vice versa. He doesn't even look at Al Montoya, the backup, when he's skating by. And it's not a knock on Montoya. He's just steaming. He's got yeah. this glare in his eyes. He gets to the bench. He stops, and he looks down the bench at Terry and glares at him and then walks out to the dressing room and doesn't come back, doesn't even sit on the bench hmm. for the rest of the game. Now, of course, in Montreal, this is huge news. Yeah, of course, yeah. Because, well, <laughs> it's, about, it's about the team. Well, not about that. I mean, you know, and this is a little before your time. 1995, December 1995, so 11 years ago, basically, arguably one of the greatest goalies ever and the greatest goalie in the game at that time, Patrick Waugh, was pulled in a— now, this was a 10 nothing game. Yeah. Okay. Different situation. He's pulled, but his coach had left him in too long, basically, is what happened. So in the middle of the period, they pull Wah. Wah comes up, takes his mask off, walks down past his teammates, over his teammates on the bench, goes right up to the coach and tells him some expletives, yells at him, nope, 
then goes over to now back in the day, <laughs> yeah, they didn't have the glass behind the bench. Yeah, yeah. So it was just open right there, and the owner sat right there. Oh, I and yes, he I've heard goes this, to yeah. the owner, looks him right in the face, and he yeah. goes, "I'll never play a bleeping game in this town again. Yeah. I will not never play for the Canadians again." And then they traded him three days yeah. later. So then, fast forward to this, Montreal sees this. Yeah, they're going, they're oh, like, oh, oh boy, no, what's no, going to no, happen? No. <laughs> Not another Patrick Watt situation. Yeah. So there was a big debate about it. You know, like, is it fair with a goalie of that stature, a superstar like Carey Price, and, you know, all he's done for the Canadians and how important he is to that team and that organization, should they wait till the intermission to pull him out instead of pulling him out within the period? Like, is it fair to him to do that, or is he just like any other goalie? So, want to listen to it? Yeah, let's listen to it. See, I don't think that one had an ounce. Did it have an ounce? No, I was just going to send that to you. <laughs> oh, nice. That's right. Nice take a like. Yeah. So, you know what? I'm going to send to you while we talk, but you talk and tell me what you think. I, I, I'm going to send you the Don Cherry take on this, but what do you think about that? I mean, that's. That seems it's more a respect thing. I, I think that's what I think about there. And I so do you wait? You wait to the I'd intermission. Wait. I'd wait. I, I would too. I just think I, I'd wait even if it wasn't Carey Price. I just think it's a whole respect factor. This whole embarrassment well, sometimes factor you do too. it. And this was Terrian's argument. He said, "Look, I was trying to spark my team." Yeah, but I mean, ugh, that's just when you have when he's your team too. When he's your guy. When he's that like Carey Price is that that guy. He's that guy in Montreal. He's that much of a stat. You just I don't think it's. It's good. It doesn't look good on either side if you just pull him, pull him in the middle of a situation like that. Wait till the end of the period and 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 don't call because now you've just caused a stir. Now you've yeah. just created a like you said. You just brought it up. You just created a whole other a drama you, that you didn't you're need. Taking hot, diehard fans yes. back to Patrick Watt at that to, moment, and you don't need to do that. And now and, all the trade rumors are going to start, and, and it's you know. all about it's all about you know the drama of it, and not about what's on what's going on in the ice. It just makes right. it worse for you. You know, I just. Right. I would I would wait for the second period. I really would. I don't think it it doesn't help you to just pull him there. It just it brings up more drama. You don't need to bring. Well, up. you know what? They made the right move after that, though. Uh, so Price didn't speak to the media, which I think he should have. I don't care who you are, yeah. what your superstar status is. You you're the unofficial captain of the team. I don't care how bad a night you had. Part of your job, and I had a lot of people saying, "Oh, that's not fair." Well, what do you do when you have a bad day? Do you have to go and face all that media? I go. I'm not getting paid ten million a year. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I mean, if I was, and that was part, you know, part of it, and understood, I'd do it. Yeah. And it, yeah, if I have a bad show, and some re- reporter from the Telegraph wants to come talk to me, <laughs> I'll give, I'll give I'm going to give him a quote. Yeah, of course. I'll face the music. I couldn't believe all the beats. Like they just they automatically side with the player. Yeah. And I think Carey Price is great. I think he's a class act. I think he's he's a great, great player. Yeah. He's good for the game. But on that instant, he should have faced the music as any athlete should. I mean, Tom Brady comes out when he has a bad oh, yeah. game. Absolutely. So why should Carey Price have to come out and face the media there? Of course. You should. You really should. There's and no, this goes back to no kind of made me think of it, you know, like we baby these athletes, man. Oh, yeah. It's this generation. 100%. It's like, 100%. You know, I, I don't get it. But uh, still, I think, you know, the whole thing could have been prevented if he just pulled him in the intermission. Yeah. Just make it, make it a non- a non there's too much drama make it make it non drama here do you take the drama out of it that that makes it so much worse don't make a scene is is what i would equate it to if you're having an, like you're having an argument with a friend don't make a scene in the middle of in the middle of a mall here like just go outside take care of it and, and move on you don't need to you don't need to make a scene here and it's making it worse for everyone else around it it's just making the whole situation worse I, i'm sending you this right now we'll get don cherry's take and then we'll uh 
Oh, actually, we're running late here. We'll cut to break. You know what? We'll bring this up with uh, Mick Collagio from New Bedford Standard Times because he can talk about it. He was, you'll clearly remember the Patrick Wire incident way back when in Montreal uh, when they were playing the Red Wings, and that led to Patrick Wire's trade. So uh, we'll talk to Mick Collagio about that. We'll get uh, Don Cherry's take on it. And we'll, of course, talk about the Boston Bruins. Who the heck are these Boston Bruins, man? Jimmy Hayes, man. Where did that come oh from? Oh, my gosh. What a deflection that was. That was cute. That was Why a cute little ever deflection. Why can you do that? Why, do you, why does that take so long? Like Christian says all the time, eventually you have to be involved in a play. At some yeah. point, you have to be involved in a play if you're on a hockey team. Now, of course, you know they'll lose to the Islanders. Of course, tomorrow, yeah, absolutely. Because that's just what the Bruins do. So we'll talk about the identity of this Bruins team with Mick Collagio from New Bedford Standard Times here on ESPN New Hampshire on the stretch run. Stay with us. Listening to the Stretch Run with Jimmy Murphy. Stay tuned for the right time with Bomani Jones. Only here on ESPN New Hampshire Radio. Celebrate twice the holiday season with Metro PCS. Right now, switch to Metro PCS and get two free Samsung Galaxy On 5 smartphones, sales tax not included. Plus, Metro PCS is on the 4G LTE T-Mobile network, so you'll have the nationwide coverage and fast speed to make the most of your two free smartphones. For a limited time, add a line to select plans and get 8 gigabytes of data for only 30 bucks. Swing by Metro PCS and check two free Samsung Galaxy smartphones off your list. Metro PCS, wireless figured out. The 2016 Chick-fil-A Nashua Holiday Basketball Tournament, Wednesday, December 28th through Friday the 30th at Nashua High School South. This year's event features girls and boys teams from Nashua South, Nashua North, Alvern, Sauhegan, Milford, Goffstown, and Merrimack, along with special appearances from the famous Chick-fil-A Cows. Games start at 10 a.m. each day, and tickets are available at the door. The 2016 Chick-fil-A Nashua Holiday Basketball Tournament, Wednesday, December 28th through Friday the 30th. More info at nhsportspage.com. Nothing beats the fresh taste of Budweiser Draft. It's more than just love at first pint. It's the best way to enjoy the quintessential American lager. Brewed the hard way for an unmistakable crisp finish every time. So don't just settle for whatever's on tap. Make it the fresh taste of Beachwood-aged Budweiser Draft. This Bud's for you. Enjoy responsibly. Budweiser Beer, Anheuser-Busch, St. Louis, Missouri. New York peace of mind. Let's discuss a little bit of the Derek Rose trade. I think he needs to start fresh. I think New York is the perfect place for him. He loves being in a city. He loves being under the bright lights. I think him, Mello, and Porzingis is an interesting, you it's know, interesting. it's a curious how everybody melds yeah. together. He has been a league average point guard, but as we were touching on already, is significantly better than what the Knicks had. Starting now, the Knicks are in a much better place than they were three days ago. Every Saturday from 2 to 4, here on ESPN New Hampshire. Hey, it's me, your house talking. You know what would make me really happy? If you had to Lowe's for big savings on their Porter cable drills so you can start building your 20-volt system. They have all the torque you need to finish that project you've been putting off. You do that for me, and I'll stop peeling my wallpaper when I get bored. Make your home happy with great deals right now at Lowe's, like up to 30% off Porter cable power tools. Valid September 26th through October 12th. Excludes accessories, U.S. only. Hi, I'm Johnny Erickson Tata, and I will never forget meeting Alyssa, who suffered from hyperacusis. Alyssa virtually lived in her dark bedroom, and when I spoke with her, I had to do so in a gentle whisper. What is hyperacusis? Well, imagine being at a movie where the soundtrack is turned way, way up. 
after five minutes, you just have to leave holding your ears. Things like turning newspaper pages, running water, your child placing dishes on the table, all are intolerable to someone like Alyssa. Hyperacusis is a strange condition, but even people who suffer from serious migraines experience it. Now, you may not know someone like Alyssa, but her story underscores that all of us are being constantly bombarded with noise. So friend, take the earplugs out and turn down the volume. And when you have a chance, visit disabilitycampaign.org to learn more about hyperacusis and other disabilities. We've got a new number to text into, 845-827-1250. to the stretch run here on ESPN New Hampshire. I am your host, Jimmy Murphy, Justin Sullivan, working the boards. And as promised, we go now to Mick Collagio of the New Bedford Standard Times. He's covered the Bruins for a long time for them. Mick, how are you, my friend? I'm good, Murph. How's it going? Merry Christmas. Thank you, sir. Merry Christmas to you and yours. Well, listen, before we get into that a big Bruins win over the Kings yesterday and try and figure out who the heck these Boston Bruins are, I want to get your take on the Carey Price uh, incident Friday when they were playing the Sharks and he was pulled mid-period and stopped as he went off to the dressing room and stared down head coach Michelle Terrian, much like the way, uh, as you know, many people our age, and I'm sure half the city of Montreal uh, was thinking about it, Patrick Waugh did uh, to one Mario Tremblay back in 1995, and you know the uproar that could cause there. So, before we get your take, we're going to play Don Cherry's take, and then I want to get your reaction to it. First of all, they had four penalties in a row. First of all, the first two penalties uh, they scored on, power play, right? Now, the, everybody knows you never take a guy out, if you're smart, you never take a guy out during the season. Remember Mario Tromley did it with Pat Raw, and that was the end of him like that. You always wait until... Oh, hold They left... Here's the, here's the question no, I would have then listen, since you bring listen. that up. Because Roy got the nine goals. Listen, 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 listen to me. Okay. <laughs> he had nine goals. He should have been out before that. Well, he's... that's my point. How can you wait for the intermission if it starts to ratchet he up? He didn't get second? nine goals in one period. Well, there was at four, though, and yeah, it could have ended four, up being nine. What happened? I know. You get them out at the right time. You get them out. Never, ever. Kenny Dryden, in my book, said, yes, he got pulled once by Scotty, but he never get pulled during the game. 
Never should a guy, a Hall of Famer like that, be pulled like that. He is absolutely steaming. You don't pull a guy like that. I had Jerry Cheevers. Jerry Cheevers never wanted to be pulled. He never wanted to play it out. I never pulled him. Now, I like, and then Michelle, you made a big mistake here. Now, watch Montoya. He, they don't tap one another. You know how they usually tap one another. No way. He sees he's got steel in his eyes. Now, watch when he goes off. He looks like a cat like this. You, they, he is absolutely steaming right now, looking over. Now watch. And watch the two, uh, watch the shark, two shark guys. They can't believe it. And he's looking like that. You pull me, you embarrass me in front of my home fans and everything. You want to get me out, get me out in between parents. Terrible. All right. Got to love grapes there, Mick, eh? Uh, yeah, it's pretty interesting. Um, I, I mean, these guys are competitive guys. I remember reading Ken Dryden's book, The Game. Yep. And one of the things that really uh, left an impression on me was uh, how, you know, legendary a goaltender he was. And even in his time, he was revered. And yet, and yet in, in uh, his relationship, which was for several years with the backup goaltender, Michelle Bunny LaRock, he writes in his book that he would take extra shots in practice just to reinforce to LaRock that he was the starter. And then he would go storming off the ice right when LaRock didn't quite have enough practice time left to really get everything in that he thought he could get in while Dryden was gone. Dryden wasn't taking it for granted, and he wanted to make sure LaRock knew he wasn't taking it for granted. <laughs> it's amazing the mind games that goaltenders have. It just uh, it never stops. Every era has it. Yeah, and it's it's interesting. And you know, obviously, they reckon back to what happened with Patrick Waugh there, and I don't think it was close to that. But at the same time, you know, his his statement there, hey, don't pull him until the period's over. I don't know. I think that's a situational thing, don't you, Mick? Well, I always, I always thought so too because I think that you, you know, you talk to coaches after the game about these things, and they'll say, "Oh, this had nothing to do with our goaltender. Our team wasn't giving him any help, and I didn't see the point of leaving him in there. Right. We got a busy week with him. We need him to be fresh for Thursday, and so there was no point in letting him there when we were not doing a thing to him out there. We weren't going to come back in that game. There was no point in letting him stay in there and take any more abuse." So I can see the coach framing it a different way, and it really depends on the relationship with the goaltender. There isn't one religion about this. Yeah, I guess you're right. It's very, it's a lot of elements that go into it. The other issue I had with that, though, and look, I, I love Carey Price. I think he's great for the game. Um, I think he's a good person. I got to know him a little when I was up there in Montreal, and he's usually very accessible, or as much as Montreal will let him be, uh, to the media and to fans. He did not even come back to his bench after that, and then he would not face the media after the game. Some will argue, oh, well, you know, it's probably the best idea. Let him cool down so he doesn't say anything stupid. But, you know, if he doesn't come back to the bench there, Mick, that's halfway through the second, he's had a period and a half to calm down. And I'm sorry, when you're getting paid that much money and you're in that market, I think you need to face the music after a game like that. Well, I, I don't... I go a step further and say that it's important that the goaltender remains a part of the team. The team is a two-way street. It's one thing for the players to believe in their goaltender, but I think it's also important for the goaltender to show that they believe in the team. Mm-hmm. And and that's 
what my bugaboo would be right there. I remember talking to Ross Brooks, who uh, played goal for the Bruins in between Cheevers and Cheevers uh, in the early to mid-70s uh, behind Gilbert. And um, he got to start rather late in the NHL, a bit of a Johnny Bauer career. And uh, when he was later on coaching high school hockey, Lincoln, Rhode Island, um, the goalie started that thing where after they make a big save or get scored on, anything big that happens, they go meandering off by themselves and to the corners of the rink and weaving their figure eight and just kind of like doing their own thing. And he told me, he goes, I don't like that. He goes, I, I don't like when they do that. It's like they're not. It's like they're above the team. They're better than the team. Right. They're in their own world. I want them to be a member of the team. They should be with their teammates. And I'm thinking, you know something? Here's a professional, a guy who had a great career, who had a record start in the NHL, uh, you know, in the books uh, for wins. And and um, and he's saying this, and I thought it was a pretty enlightening point. Yeah, I totally agree with you. And it, it makes me, you know, I think of. Uh when Tim Thomas did his whole White House thing there. And look, I had no problem with Tim Thomas making a statement. If he didn't want to go, then he didn't want to go. But the thing that bugged me after that, and you were around for that, Mick, was him not facing us. He did it maybe once, I think, the whole time around that and after that. And then basically he let his teammates do the talking for him because they wouldn't bring him out. And they know why we're there. They know what we want to ask. Why does the defenseman or a forward have to answer for Tim Thomas? And they, and I felt bad for them. And, they, you know, it's not their problem. And, and they didn't do anything wrong. And neither did Thomas. But at least be there. If you're going to make a bold statement like that, be there to face the music after. Mm. Well, yeah, I can see people having a problem with and that. And I know, I know the players did. I know I talked to some of them personally, and they were not happy. But... Hey, well, you know, I mean, how could they be? I mean, they put the, he left them in a position there. And, you know, Timmy's a funny, funny guy. He really is uh, able, and I think they use that word loosely, to compartmentalize like few people can, you know. Yeah. I mean, here's a guy who, who he knows the Bruins tried to move him the year before when he was injured and took over as the starter. He comes back and he... And he, and he wipes out the black and gold off his mask and the Bruins logo and puts on this ghost of a design that's almost identical to what it was before, but, it's, but it has no colors and it has no logo, and he says it's no big deal. But I could see him kind of like compartmentalizing all these parts, still being a great teammate on the ice and doing everything. And then, But this guy just could do that mentally. Yeah. He could break things into different points and and not let it interfere with how he focuses on a different part. I think that the hard part with that is is that he didn't realize how much things spilled over and how much it does affect everything else because of the way he compartmentalizes. And that's part of what made him a great goaltender. Yeah. But it also can be, uh, you know, make him a, you know, a, an adventurous, uh, you know, person off the ice. Exactly. Let, let's get to the current Bruins right now and, I mean, just when you think this team is maybe going to take another turn for the worse, they come back, they play, you know, a, a tough Western Conference team like the L.A. Kings. You know, obviously they know they're getting into, as Claude Julian loves to call it, a heavy game. And there's one Jimmy Hayes using his body finally and, and getting that goal, and that's all they needed for a one nothing win over the L.A. Kings. And, and it's like, who are these guys, man? And when when are they going to get this consistent identity? If that's their identity, then I like it because that that was tough grinding hockey yesterday, and that was you know a 
a throwback type of win. I love that stuff. A lot of people want to see tons of goals. I love that type of game. But who are these guys, Mick? Yeah, it's. Uh, I think they're trying to be a team that still has the same kind of soul as the heavy teams that went to the Stanley Cup in 11 and 13. But with younger players, they're trying to integrate more speed, um, maybe have a little more, um, I don't know if I should say more skill, because that, that'll, I think that that uh, championship club had a lot of skill. Um, when you look at being able to skate a guy like Rich Peverly, who's your third-line mm. right-winger, and all of a sudden he has to be your first-line right-winger in the Stanley Cup final. You know, and then and then you get to the 13th final, and he's your fourth-line center because Gregory Campbell's down. So I mean, that team had a ton of skill, but yeah. but the but it didn't, but it wasn't their identity. Their identity was they were hard to play against, and mm-hmm. I think that it doesn't matter how much speed and skill you have if you're not hard to play against, then 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 it's a waste. And and player development is a huge piece of this right now because. The guys for whom this has been an issue, uh, the identity part of the game, are still there. And they're trying to make those guys better and get their team better. And and, and that's why short samples are so difficult. Uh, but, yeah, the Kings play. They'll play that uh, heavy game, and the Bruins were forced to play it on their terms. And, and they fared fairly well with it. They, they handled it pretty well. It was a, it was a really uh, a really rugged hockey game to watch. Yeah, it was, and I, I think, you know what, I mean, if they can play more of those, they'll, they'll find some success, but they're going to need to get some consistency soon because they're getting into those dog days, and uh, it can get away from them. But listen, Mick, always a pleasure, my friend. Uh, we appreciate it. You have a wonderful Christmas, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Uh, thanks, Murph, and they've got to be better at home as the Islanders' worst record in the conference. If not now, then there's a big part of your answer. But yeah, exactly. But the way this Bruins team goes, right? They'll lose to the Islanders tomorrow. That's the pattern they have. Right? <laughs> this so. is the story they need to rewrite. You're exactly. Right. I'm with yeah. you. All right, that is Mick Collagio. Join us here from the New Bedford Standard Times. Our next segment, we will go talk some football with John Serenades of XNOJO.com. So stay with us. Stretch Run on ESPN. We'll be back. Big color.